Hi, welcome to Twin Flame Love Line. So today, me and my soul sister Tonya Albati, she also has、uh, her own podcast, Single to Soulmate. Check that out. We're going to be talking about karmic relationships and how we manifest them. So, those of you who are having a love issue and want to have a quick service, you can check out my Etsy store. And I have several services for twin flames and energy healings and stuff like that. And、uh, if you guys are looking for coaching with me, I have a free diagnostic call and let's talk about your problem. And both links are in the description box. Hi, Terry. How are you, honey? Hello, Tanya. Nice to see you all again. I'm just waiting on my other co mod. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for this morning's meditation. Oh, of course. So nice. I met you before.、Um, I'm Lonnie Regan's cousin. Yeah, yeah, I know who you are. So, yeah, so we met、um, a while ago, and I've been peeking in on the different rooms that you've been moderating. And I, I finally learned how to put the,、um, uh, the notification things on. <laughs> so now I'm in the middle of things, and things will pop up. I'm like, oh, what's t o n y o u doing now? So I just jumped in just now. <laughs> you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The meditation room, too. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to stick around, but we're going to talk about karmic relationships. Perfect.、Um, I'm waiting on my co moderator whenever she pops in. So we、um, decided because we do, I do a lot of work with, oh, there's Erica. Hi, Erica. We're just chit chatting.、Um, yeah, and we talk a lot about soulmates and twin flames and. Um, somebody brought up karmic relationships a couple weeks ago, and, and we were thinking about it. We're like, oh, that's a good topic. We should talk about this today. So, so we're glad you're here. I'm going to ping a few people in. Erica, hi. How are you, honey? Are you there, Erica? Oh, yeah. I'm pinging people as well. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I know you popped in. I know you're there somewhere. Yeah. So, I'm going to ping a few people in. And we will get started here momentarily. There's got to be, I wish there was an easier way to do this whole pinging thing. Make life easier. Anyway. So. So, did you ping me? Is that how, you, how I got the notification, Tanya? Um, not for this room. I, I, I just now, just now I'm starting to ping. So,、um, you probably might have hit the、um, notification bell, maybe. Who knows what I did? <laughs> But it was probably, you probably hit the notification bell. Yeah, it's great.、Though. Yeah, because that'll tell you whenever,、um, like if you're following the club or if you're following me. 
and we host a room or whatnot, that will um, notify you when a room starts. So that's probably my guess is that's probably what that was. But I'm happy you're here if you want to stick around or hang out and listen or whatever. Um, I don't know, this time of day, sometimes sometimes we have a lot of people in the room, sometimes we don't. You just never know. It's kind of hit and miss. So, um, so we'll get started. Um, Erica, I don't know if the lovely ladies here know you or not, so why don't you introduce yourself right quick? Hi, uh, Tara and Tanya. Um, I'm Erica. I'm a rapid transformation expert, and uh, I mainly serve for Twin Flame community and Starship community. So if you guys are looking for or wondering about Twin Flames or your Starship heritage, check out my Etsy store. Um, link is on the um, bio. But uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about karmic relationship. And uh, um, that is something uh, we all go through, regardless of what kind of relationship we are having. Um, a lot of Twin Flames go through uh, karmic relationships, or they are still in the karmic relationship while they are meeting their twins. And uh, um, yeah, so me and Tonya are going to talk about this. So it's going to help you guys how to get out of it, or if you have some kind of awareness, you had a karmic relationship. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And one thing I want to differentiate, because I think a lot of people, um, I think there's a, there's seems to be a misconception, like a lot of people. And I know we talk about soulmates and twin flames because Erica's specialty is twin flames. I mostly speak to people about soulmate relationships. So we combine our little wonder twin powers quite a bit and talk about relationships when it comes to spirituality. And people tend to get soulmates and twin flames confused. They're not the same thing, but um, also when it comes to karmic relationships, sometimes people think karmic relationships are similar also, and they're not really. And the difference being, um, and this is just a great um, description, and I can't remember where I found this, but um, this isn't my own, but um, somebody, I had heard somebody say that Karmic relationships teach you about the world and other people, whereas soulmate relationships help you learn about your own self-worth. So they help you feel good, happy, and balanced in a soulmate relationship, whereas karmic relationships are um, usually pretty up and down. They could be pretty chaotic um, because it's usually because two souls have incarnated with the intention of, you know, learning particular lessons and, um, oh, excuse me. Like I said, um, anybody can have a karmic relationship and it doesn't have to be a, a partnership, like a love relationship. It can also be like a friendship. It can be, you know, family members or whatever. Um, but whereas the difference being with twin flames and soulmates, there's that giving and healing, um, karmic relationships a lot of times are filled with selfishness and, um, there's some definite signs, which we will talk about. So we will get into that also. So Erica, why don't you get us started? Yeah. Um, I do see a hand raised one second. Um, yeah, I wait. Um, so yeah. So karmic relationships, um, you know, when you're in the middle of it, 
it's very difficult for many of us to realize that because you think because of the huge physical passion, the um, biggest indicator if you are happen to be in a karmic relationship, because in the beginning, even in the beginning, you have a huge chemical, physical attraction toward this person. And the other person is having the same reaction as well. And usually, usually, um, some karmic relationship won't last last too long, but a lot of times, especially when uh, people aren't doing inner work, the spiritual work, they end up marrying to their karmic partner. And the reason why is karmic relationship makes you work on yourself, you know, and uh, started to realize, um, of course, you do have a past relationships you know, with, with this person, but you do realize the root cause of what is missing. Uh, means um, a lot of times people are having this uh, lack of boundaries and some of the people I deal with, they happen to have a narcissistic partner and they don't know that because in the beginning, it's almost like a love at the first sight and everything is destiny and you think it's a soulmate. And then after you realized, you know, uh, being together for five, six years, you think this is not quite soulmate-like relationship. A lot of uh, um, uneven love and uh, give and take means you, are, you happen to be the person who is giving a lot of love, maybe 90% of the time, and the other person is giving you just enough to stick you around. Or you know this is toxic, but it is very difficult for you to leave whatever the reason. I'm not just talking about narcissistic relationship, but usually karmic relationship is extremely toxic. And sometimes that's including um, the uh, previous love I had. He told me uh, his, uh, his uh, previous partner, she wasn't that bad. I don't know why he's compelling with because just because you're not going through the physical abuse with a partner, if um, your partner is doing a lot of emotional abuse and manipulation, that is comic relationship. Because when you are connected with true love, regardless, it's a soulmate or a twin flame, you will never want to hurt your person. And there is a hugest indication and why people are happen to be in the karmic relationship. Um, because of the, your vibration, your frequency, because when you are high frequency enough and you worked on your issues enough, you only attract people who are in your vibrational range. So after most of the people who do their self-work, um, a lot of self-work, usually people happen to meet with their soulmate. And that's my uh, spiel on the simplest uh, way to understand what's the difference. But always, always very um, uneven give and receive uh, relationship. One person is doing a lot more than the other person. And these are always justification for that. You justify it to yourself or your partner you know, gonna give you the justification.
Yeah. And that's a great way to describe that. And the other thing is too, um, karmic relationships are those relationships that are really meant to kind of help us to facilitate the lessons we need to learn in this lifetime around love and partnership. And, um, even though it's different from twin flames and soulmates, cause those are very healing. Um, more often than not, we each will have a karmic relationship at some point in time in our life. And it's going to be that love relationship. That's really pushing your buttons. Like it's going to force you to grow. So that's why these relationships aren't really easy. And from a spiritual perspective, like the idea of karmic relationships is that the two of you made this agreement before your souls came into this lifetime and that you're each kind of on your own path. But at the same time, there are numerous unresolved issues from past lives. So when people open up to learning rather than trying to control each other, that's when the healing can happen. But um, so in that way, I guess if you look at it that way, the karmic relationships can kind of be like guides or teachers, but they're usually temporary you know they don't they don't last they're meant to help you grow at soul level but at that really difficult kind of push and pull that you're going to have between the two of you so because you're coming together in this life to clear karma between each other there's that balancing out of a bad experience usually from a past life so um oops sorry somebody's at my door um so there's going to be a lot of drama right and if drama, I'm sorry, hang on. Sorry, my dogs go crazy when somebody comes to the door. My apologies. So if you're in a relationship that is extremely tumultuous, like if drama is at the core foundation of your romance or your partnership relationship, there's a really good chance that it's a karmic relationship. And like Erica said, you're going to be really drawn to each other. Like the passion is not going to be a problem, right? You are going to constantly be, you know, really physically attracted to this person. And that happens right off the bat. So um, watch out for the drama and you'll able to be able to see that. Like if there's a lot of red flags, like even early on, if there's a lot of red flags and like things are really triggering to you that may be part of the lesson this relationship is meant to teach you about. So it's helpful to kind of be aware of some of these things moving forward. So you can kind of realize, you know, a lot of times in retrospect, looking back, oh yeah, this is definitely a karmic relationship. But if you happen to be in something like that now, um, we'll go over some of the, um, you know, there's some general signs of things to look out for that you can kind of tell and ways to kind of help you move through that. So, yeah. I got to go around the door. I'm sorry, Erica. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, um, I've been through my own karmic relationship. I've been seeing my client in the karmic relationship and uh, friend around me. A lot of times you can't really tell, especially your girlfriend, she's really into this guy or something like that. It's not a really good timing to tell her, hey, he's not treating you right, especially when she's crazy about him. So, um you know, even like when you are in the relationship, especially when you're middle of the relationship, you can't really think straight because of the uh, chemistry, you know, and uh, that is really, really, really a prominent feature. A lot of times um, people who are who think they're in the twin frame relationship, they think they're in the twin frame relationship and they are not uh, because of the push and the pull, uh, run and the chaser. 
and sometimes the uh, um, uh, distorted divine masculine treat uh, divine feminine like shit, and they may think, oh, this is twinkling, but uh, um, a lot of times it's not. Um, because um, the uh, percentage of a twin flame under that huge amount, if we are talking about true twin flames. Anyhow, um, the karmic relationship, um, if you are lucky and you are on the way of spiritual ascension and working on yourself, maybe meditating, stuff like that, you're reflecting on your uh, life or your observant, it may be you know, lucky for you to get out of this relationship, even though when you're missed of this passion, you may learn something from that. A lot of times you do learn a lot of things and then you do, um, you do self-improvement as a result of this relationship. However, a lot of people do end up marrying to their karmic because, you know, none of us don't know you are our, even mine, um, the past life so you don't know you repeated the cycle in previous life or before that before that so you keep on repeating same cycles without knowing that and you know after my client go see those um repetitious patterns and they do have an emotional attachment and they think initially that's love because they have a strong emotional attachment toward the person but once it's resolved, you feel like, okay, I don't have to be married to this person. I can still continue to have family, but this is not good for me. And that's how um, they decide as well. And then, you know, sometimes it would be difficult to get out of karmic relationship because it's set up that way means uh, people do have a financial difficulty to get out of the relationship or family ties are too strong so you don't want to um, leave because your heart is saying you that's the best thing you should be doing and a lot of times it kind of challenge you to whether you follow your heart or you follow the tradition. Tradition doesn't mean it's a good tradition, something you passed down from your family, your ancestral lines, whatever the behavior, because you taught to believe certain kind of things and that passed down from your family and you think that's what you're supposed to be doing. Like um, a lot of times, that's including my case too, um, you know, you decided to be with your husband because um, that's what you're supposed to be doing as a Christian or a Catholic or something like that. And then you do have to challenge your own belief. And then you have to raise, you know, from the ashes and become totally new. And that would be, you know, a lot of times very challenging for a lot of people. And in a karmic relationship, because of the so much passion, and then people sometimes get addicted to this chemical reaction, the roller coaster relationship, like kiss and make up, fight, kiss and make up. You think you are in the soap opera or something, and you a lot of times, not just the ladies, guys thinks this is something you know what love is because it challenges him. When love is very calm, 
and peaceful and you support with each other um, if you have some kind of life purpose, you know, when you are chemically addicted, it is very difficult for him or for her to get out because you don't think that's love. You think it's boring. Yeah. And that's exactly like, that's like telltale signs, right? So, um, like Erica was saying, you know, a lot of times you go into these relationships and you, there's this instant connection and like you're magnetically drawn to them. Like you feel like you can't live without them. And, um, you feel like it's destiny. You're meant to be with this person and, but you can't really understand why it's not working out because they feel like they're perfect, but yet at the same time, they're making your life miserable. So, you know, um, it can be kind of tricky identifying these karmic relationships, particularly when you're wrapped up in the middle of one. But um, some of the things that are going to be clearly evident, like Eric was mentioning, is you're always going to have these roller coaster emotions. You know, love relationships like are smooth and easy, like when you're with a soulmate. You know, it's peaceful. There's always love. I mean, not that people don't have problems, but I mean, Everybody, you know, every once in a while fights, but I am with my soulmate and also my twin flame. And I will tell you, I can count on one hand the amount of times we've actually fought in 14 years, literally. Our relationship is extremely peaceful. Um, we always get along. There's never really ever any drama. And karmic relationships are the exact opposite. There is drama all the time. And you're going to have like these ups and downs with these emotions and like, they're going to follow a pattern. Like you're going to be happy one day and miserable the next, you know, a minor argument or a bump in a road is going to end up feeling like the end of the world. You know, like something little is going to be blown out of proportion and seem gigantic. But um, like I said, all relationships have their ups and downs, but karmic relationships, the rough patches feel like the elephant sitting on your chest. Like it's this massive upheaval. And a lot of times karmic relationships too kind of resemble codependency, you know, because they create dependency on each other. You know, this other person is going to end up consuming all your thoughts, consuming all your feelings. And like Erica said, it's almost like an addiction or like you're dependent on this relationship. So it makes it really super difficult for you or the other person to break it off. Even when all these red flags are presenting themselves, even when the alarm bells are going off, you like somehow can't, you know, end it. And this is why they end up being so toxic sometimes and one-sided. And a lot of times they can be kind of self-serving on one side rather than the other. And that's why that person that it's serving is going to end up trying to do everything they can in their power to keep the relationship going. And um, yeah, so it can be really super challenging. And a lot of times people fear, you know, that it's going to be over and, you know, because you're so wrapped up in each other and you're so into the, you know, the intensity of things that there a lot of times is a, um, a fear of it ending. So you like are hanging on for dear life in spite of the fact that, you know, you're constantly in these ups and downs and it's, it's not smooth sailing because you get addicted to that. Like I said, it's like codependency. You get addicted to that rush of endorphins from like the huge highs and lows all the time. Oops, I think I invited Tanya. Yeah. So, um, how do you tell you're in a karmic relationship? A lot of times it's a good idea to be self-aware. Um, if you don't have this crazy chemistry, 
do you still stick with this person? By the way, this person is treating you. That's a good question to ask you, you know? And uh, um, the biggest difference between twin flame soulmate versus karmic relationship, uh, when you are to be with true twin flame or soulmate, you have this uh, unshakable trust with each other. So let's say uh, your twin, this is an example, your twin says, hey, I'm going to go to Paris with my girlfriend for three, three months. You're not going to even think like she's going to fuck with other guys or something like that because you do trust her, right? And vice versa. If he does that, you are not really worried about, uh, you're not going to be jealous about, you're not going to tr uh, control your person because you know this person is yours. You know, literally, um, you be free even though you're a couple. But when you are in a karmic relationship, a lot of manipulation, a lot of controlling, a uh, lot of strategies is going on. When you listen to lab coach or relationship coach, they tell you, oh, how to uh, make this guy fall in love with you. Seriously, if you are in with true love, you don't even have to make anyone fall in love with you because this person, a guy, sees you and maybe one or two dates, he knows you are the person. You don't have to make anybody fall in love with anything. You can just be you. Of course, it is important for you to improve yourself. And then just because you're in the uh, soulmate relationship, a twin flame relationship, oh, I can just be who I am. And then kind of like let go of yourself physically that's not a good idea however you know um you can just be you and then you don't have to have any kind of strategy or you don't have to have any text messaging technique there's no technique required none and when you are in a karmic relationship once chemical um reaction chemistry chemistry is wear off you do not have anything left because unlike soulmate relationship or true twin flame relationship this chemical reaction will wear off maybe five six seven years when you are in the comic relationship and then what is left you have some kind of a responsibility toward each other or obligation toward each other so you have to stick with this person because of the kids or because of the financial reason or what uh, religious obligation or whatever the reason you have to or you think you have to and when the uh, tie makes you feel like a bondage that is another indication yeah exactly and like we mentioned before so you've got tons of drama um, a lot of times one of the partners is going to be super selfish like um, boundaries are really important in relationships. You need to be able to share your life, but you still need to be able to have boundaries and respect your own independence. And um, this partner is going to always be not respecting those boundaries. They're only going to be caring about their self-interest. And a lot of times, you know, you're going to end up seeming like, you know, maybe I'm with a narcissist, you know, this person's so self-absorbed. Um, they're not going to respect your opinions unless you feel, I mean, until by the time you're like super invested in the relationship and um, however, they're kind of comfortable with that, right? And it's almost like um, 
they take over control and they these relationships can tend to be obsessive so that the other person tends to think that they're the center of your life and like they're the only source of your happiness and you should want to only be around them like erica said when you're in a in a true soulmate loving relationship there's so much trust it doesn't matter what the other person's doing like you can spend time away from each other and be happy and content without worrying and stressing out about it yet um because it's like not even a thought you know because there's trust and love and respect Whereas in these kind of relationships, that other person thinks that they're the center of your life. And if you're not revolving around them, then um, there's going to be a problem. So those are the ones where you're feeling controlled. And um, there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, like, and I almost want to say it can borderline on an abusive situation, you know, whether it's emotionally, verbally, and sometimes even physically. And a lot of times these red flags pop up even in the beginning of the relationship, but because there's so much attraction and like people just kind of dive in head first to it, they think it's destined, you know, they think they're meant to be together and they can't live without each other. So even though they may be hurting each other, they still are like struggling and trying to maintain the relationship. So that's where they end up being like dependent on each other. Hence, I, where I was talking about before with the codependency. So their thoughts are completely filled and consumed with their relationship issues. So I actually have, um, I actually have a client right now who's going through this, and um, it is just from my perspective as the outside observer, it is really interesting to watch because I've tried to point out on several occasions, you know, what exactly I see as issues, you know, around the codependency and the constant, um, the constant drama and the, con like over the tiniest things, you know, like the littlest things blow up into this huge, huge argument. And I'm like, this is so small. This is really insignificant. Why are we, having a session over this, you know, but yet it's because of this karmic balance, you know, like one person is always like the center of attention, creating all this drama. And the other one is just like, what am I doing here? But yet they can't pull away because they're like, oh no, we're destined to be together. And so I'm like watching this play out before me and like one of the most intense is ways I've ever seen. And it is just, um, it's just really, really amazing to see this, but they're both learning. You know, I mean, they're both learning from each other and they're, that's part of their soul growth. I'm sorry. Uh, twin, twins are like really meant to be together? No, it's not meant to be together. Depends on the soul contract. Uh, when uh, even twin flame relationship, people do have a free will. So um, if a true twin flame partner says, um, I'm not up for this role, because this is not like, hey, uh, you are happy ever after, have a happy family and have a kids kind of relationship. That's secondary. And your job is to um, help humanity to ascend as a couple as well. So if your person is not up for this kind of a spiritual awakening, um, these are the other person who going to be enlist themselves or himself or herself to be upgraded version of twin flames. So, um, it's not always meant to be each other because of the free will. And because people okay. think they're meant to be each other, a lot of times when uh, a lot of my clients, they think they could have to stick with this relationship no matter what is going on. That is including very toxic situation. 
and it's not meant to be each other. Like you have to decide actually, what do you want. Actually, I've been seeing repeating numbers from since two months now, and I used to search their meanings on internet, where I found some twin flames things and good relations, something good is going to happen, all these things. So. uh even uh, this separation journey was uh, written and i thought maybe this is my separation journey with my ex and he is my twin flame because when he left me he said that he does love me but he cannot be with me right now because uh, he he have to do some works with his family and earn money so that he can keep me uh, give me a good life Uh, now he ca- couldn't couldn't cannot uh, stay with me because he cannot afford me with him. So all these reasons he gave, and he just doesn't want to be with me in a relationship. So it was hurting me inside because I thought I would going to marry him in future within a one year, but suddenly he just he changed and something happened and. now it's been one month i am not in touch with him and it seems that suddenly i felt uh, that he he should be coming he should come he he will come like that so i don't know is that my is he my twin flame am i in the separation journey or what is it because i continuously it's been two months i am seeing this repeating numbers non stop and which is the only thing i've want to keep my faith that he should come Do you want to answer that one Erica? Yeah, uh, the best way to understand is um I send you the link um I do give uh twin flame regression to my client. Um I used to give as my program but a lot of people wanted other individual uh service so they can afford it. So I started doing the service on my Etsy store, and once you go through that, you know, uh, because you know other people gonna do tarot card reading or psychic reading. That's bullshit. Okay, I went through that personally, and then when I was with my ex twin, which we come from the same star from the beginning of our incarnation, all these people say, "Oh, that's not twin flame. That's fucking bullshit." excuse my language but <laughs> because i was so pissed off about um so if you want to know you know whether you are having twin flame relationship or what is going on it's the best idea is go go through the regression and see it on your own eyes you don't want other actually to... I, i am also doing the uh, meditation every night like listening to this sound for 3 hours i'm like doing all those things to get him back not in a way like i just want him otherwise i won't able to leave it's like uh, i just one uh, one day he should come like that and i want to keep that faith it's not that uh, i cannot live without him he can do whatever he wants i don't want to i doesn't want to know what he's doing it's all okay with me but i still kind of waiting for him that he's i and i think he will come like that so i i don't know what is it well one thing i let you know is if you are in the state of waiting you end up waiting forever so um that's the truth and then a lot of people who 
uh, choose up not to do the session with me, they are still waiting three years, four years, and they're bitching about their chain pain situation. So um, check out my store and see, find out, because I have a several services for the twin flame people. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to second what Erica was saying, too. Um, when it comes to if it's a soulmate relationship, a twin flame relationship, you will come back to each other eventually, but you're going to delay things by continually being in that space of feeling like you don't have it, like you're waiting. And um, it's a really good idea that if he's not with you now to just go about your life, you know, don't worry about it. Don't think about it all the time because all you're doing is really creating a different timeline for yourself. And you're just manifesting um, the fact that he's not there, you know? So I would just really encourage you to um, do the best you can to be happy with where you're at right now. And just trust that whatever um, contract you have is going to be played out and it will be in its own divine timeline. And um, like Erica does, Erica does regressions for twin flames to determine if this person's your twin flame. So if you really want to know, and, and I hate to tell you this, but just because you're seeing repeating numbers doesn't mean that he's your twin flame. That doesn't really have anything to do with it. That's just signs from the universe saying that, you know, you're on the right path and pay attention to those numbers. But um, it doesn't necessarily have a connection to that relationship. You have to take that into context. You know what I mean? So um, listen to your intuition. Let your intuition guide you. And, um, you know, a lot of people see repeating numbers because it's their guides trying to get their attention. The universe is trying to get their attention you know, based on some things that are going on around you. But um, like Erica does, Erica does some really great work when it comes to um, regression and it will help you determine if this person really truly is your twin flame. So I would, I would look into that if that's something you're concerned or wondering about. Um, Cause twin flames are, um, a relationship that you will always be in each other's life, you know, whether you're together or not, there's like this, always this, this back and forth. And you're, if he's really truly your twin flame, he's going to be around. You know what I mean? If that and even, sense. even before uh, he came to, came into my life, I uh, got a breakup of my five years relationship and it was very uh, hurtful. After that, I started manifesting uh, for my own good. It's not about getting another relationship or a boy. It's like for my own good, I manifested. And after one month, I got him. And uh, when we fell in, in love and met each other, I thought I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to love anybody else because I just uh, I left my childhood uh, relationship, my five-year relationship just now, and I cannot be able to love another person. But somehow, when uh, we, I didn't know that it would go too fast with uh, him and we fell in love with each other. And I kind of felt that just uh, because I manifested something for, for my own good, not for uh, to get another guy, I got him. So I was very happy being with him. Then all those stuff happened and... But I never thought going to I will leave or he'll leave me. It's something happened between us that we have to choose the path to uh, get away from each other. 
then uh, i felt the thing that uh, no reasons are should be uh, there to be with them i mean uh, there should be no reason to uh, leave each other we should if we love each other we should be together so what i felt that I, we should be together but he said no uh, i have to do all those things and otherwise you won't be uh, uh, respect me like that uh, you used to do so uh, before uh, first i have to gain my own uh, things first then i'll see whether we will be together or not but uh, uh, this is the thing i know that you are the only one i love that's all he said so i kind of feel that he is my someone and um when this going this journey is going to happen uh, end this end of this journey so i'm just waiting i still i don't know i'm seeing 11 11 right now <laughs> and 99 ah <laughs> uh, tanya i keep on seeing you are raising your hand and i keep on inviting you so you have to say yes to invite so you can come up on the stage Yeah, and the one thing I want to say too is when it comes to and I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying about um if you love each other you should be together. But the thing is men um men have this uh really strong aspect of the divine masculine where they are really deeply ingrained with this sense of I need to be able to provide. and it is it some of it's cultural some of it's just the divine masculine it depends on how balanced they are you know with their masculine and feminine but um a lot of men are really like that is a big thing for them and if he's in a place where he feels like he is not able to financially provide for you or take care of you that is a huge driving force so i would not look at that as like you know why aren't we together just because of that i mean that's a big deal for a lot of men um and it's something that just to take into consideration that's why i said you know just you know really focus on being happy where you're at and um you know look into you know like i said look into maybe having a reading with erica and seeing about doing the um the uh twin flame regression and see if if he really truly is your twin flame because if he is he is going to come back around But if he's not, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be with a soulmate relationship. I mean, it just means maybe not right this minute. So just be happy and content where you are, and get out of that space of not having. You know, because when we are perpetuating that um, energy of "I don't have this, I don't have it, I want it, I want it," it pushes it further and further away from us. So it's really important to just be aware of your mindset and what energy you're putting out, so that um, you're coming more from a place of attraction than you are of um, pushing that away. If that makes sense. Yeah. So that's correct. And um, you know, when man seriously cares about woman, they do they do want to be a provider. That's including when you are successful. 
you know, it's not like, wow, I make tons of money. And he want to say, oh, yeah, I can just be uh, your equal partner and I don't have to do anything. If he loves you, he wants to be a provider. That's their instinct. And that's their innate uh, way of expressing how much he cares about you. So, um, yeah, that's something you do want to respect. That's his opinion. And that's how he feels so you don't want to uh, cross his boundaries to you know try to convince him he has to change his mind stuff like that um you know uh, being a twin flame is not super important thing as long as you find out it's a twin flame a soulmate either way if he is meant to be with you he'll meant to be with you and after you find out you have no more wondering about it and then you can focus on your life until he gets his stuff ready, right? If this is happened to be karmic relationship, for example, then you know you can move on. So either way, you you do not waste your time because we have to think, ladies, uh, we do have a biological clock. So we cannot wait forever. You don't want to wait 50 years. You don't want to wait 30 years. So a lot of clients come to me to get the clarity what kind of relationship am I having? So they can make, make a decision. Okay, I'm with a twin flame. So um, right now he's preparing with himself so I can focus on my thing to, uh, to not wait for him, but to focus on my life while he's doing his thing or even a soulmate. If this is something you are not meant to be with, then you know. So, um, after that, you know how to deal with it as well. So a lot of times it's uh, very important to have a clarity. So then again, you don't have to, you're not going to end up wasting time as a woman, which is really important. We don't have time forever if you want to have a kids. May I chime in? Sure. Hi, I'm Tiare. Um, Something that I learned that um, is is loving without condition, you know, uh, unconditional love. And I practiced this with my partner. We came across some very, some, some challenges. And I know with my heart, I, I just love him. But even if he happens to maybe not be the right man for me, twin flame, uh, karmic, whatever partner he is meant to be, I'm just going to love him. And so I kind of just let him go, so to speak, and just decided I'm going to love him. I'm going to feel good and feel happy just loving him from afar. And just by doing that without any expectation, just love him and know that I love him. You know, he did come back. But even if he didn't come back, I was going to be okay with that because it was not conditional. I just loved him and I was content to have him as someone in my world that I loved and with appreciation. And, and as you all know, you know, gratitude, you know, is, is everything and just appreciating that person for, for who he is, who she is what they are doing in the world, the reason you fell in love with that person, let that be enough because it is enough. Not what they do for you, not because they're going to, you know, knock on your door and call you when you want them to and, 
just because love really should be unconditional. It's something that we give and we feel fulfilled by giving it, not necessarily receiving it because that it, you know, it's the universal love uh, law that whatever we give freely, we're going to, to receive it, but we have to be open to receiving it. But if we're in anticipation of, okay, when is my ship going to come in? Or when is, you know, this magic going to happen? It, it, it won't because we're in, 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 in concentration of, you know, the lack of it. Okay. Go ahead, Tanya. Oh, no, I was just clapping. I'm in agreement. (laughs) Because I totally agree with everything you said. Sorry, I'm letting my dogs out. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, definitely. That's a great point. So, that being said, and that was beautifully said, Tiara, thank you for bringing that up. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I want to circle back around to talking about some more of the things that are indicators of karmic relationships. Yeah, I was about Erica, to did you want to say something? I was about to tell you to let's go back to that. Yeah, I want to get back on that because we were getting a little short on time here. So, um, what I want to bring up since we were talking about all of these things with karmic relationships and how, you know, they're usually controlling and codependent. And, um, and a lot of times, like I said, they feel destined, you know, a lot of times people that are in karmic relationships think they are meant to be together in spite of the pain it's causing. Like they can't live without the other person. They keep trying to maintain that relationship. Like I mentioned, in spite of the fact that they're being hurt, um, so these relationships are all consuming, you know, and, um, these people end up being emotionally dependent, physically dependent sometimes on these other people. But one of the things also that are keys is that the worst fear is often brought out. So people that, um, the people that are in control in the karmic relationships also often, um, will bring out the fear within the couple. So it's fears of rejection. Um, fear of commitment, fear of like losing someone, you know, and all of these things come up. And a lot of times there's major repetition in some of the issues. So there's always patterns. So there are always, like I said, going to be the highs and lows and the same problems will keep coming up again and again and again. And, you know, it, it seems like it doesn't matter how much you've rehashed it, the lesson is never learned. And a lot of times, like I said, not just the fear, but they bring out your flaws, you know, um, they can turn you into someone who's really unlikable because of your shadow side and all these flaws come out and it can be really painful when you're fully aware of all these things that show up in you, you know, like whether it's insane jealousy or, you know, the way you're treating the other person all of these things are coming out, but ultimately it's so that you can look at them. You can look at them and heal these things in yourself. But usually what happens is it doesn't happen until after that relationship is over. So you're going to be experiencing all this frustration and pain in this relationship. But at the same time, you're not going to be able to let it go. It's going to be really hard for you to let it go. And you're going to constantly keep making excuses. You're going to constantly stay with them, even though you're miserable 
And you're going to just continue to feel like, oh, it's okay. You're meant to be together. But what's going to happen is this relationship is going to end. Karmic relationships do not last. They are not meant to last. They're not to be forever. And um, ending a relationship like this is not easy, right? It takes a lot of significant inner strength to break away from that kind of intense connection because you're getting into the cycle of victim and victimizer. You know, it's this whole codependent dynamic. So even though these cycles are really destructive, um, people become comfortable, you know, because they're comfortable in the relationship. And they're, they also grew up with this really distorted definition of love and self-value. So it's really important to be aware of if this is a karmic relationship, what exactly is going on? Because that's how it's going to you know, that realization and awareness is what's going to help you be able to move on from these situations and then therefore recognize the lessons in it. So focus on your self-worth, focus on your self-respect. You know, that is like the key paramount thing because otherwise these relationships are extremely toxic and unhealthy. Yeah. And then a lot of times, um, you, you, let's say a lot of, a lot of us do have a childhood traumas, childhood wound or something like that. And then, um, in a karmic relationship, um, you do your partner represent one of your parents. So even though you are not aware of it, you end up choosing your parents who you, uh, want to have a healing with and a lot of times the patterns um, you didn't get from this person, your parents, let's say your parents are abandon abandoned you or uh, constantly keep on rejecting uh, who you are and they try to make you to be someone else, something like that, whatever. Then you do start noticing these patterns. Uh, but because of your innate wants, innate desire, to, you know, be want and be want to be loved with this relationship, this is part of the reason why it is very difficult to leave the comic relationship. And most of the time, we don't even realize uh, we um, choosing the partner based on that. And this is why a lot of times um, we justify ourselves or try to even um, deceive ourselves because of this connection sometimes people use for religions you know you have to go through this so i can be more holy or you know spirituality oh i have to go through this hardship so i can go higher in the spirituality the truth is we are if we choose right because we do have free will no one gonna force us to choose to be with a particular person so if we choose ourselves means we value ourselves we think of how we expect it to be treated by others no matter who they are that's including twin flames right or soulmate um you do have a standard so you won't budge this line if this person is start treating you uh, this is your line and you will walk away and a lot of times people do um, give the ex excuse, oh, this isn't that bad. Look at other people, 50% uh, of the uh, marriage in the United States is having a miserable time. It's not, it's not that bad. You know, you started to comparing with other people and then you're kind of like um, having complacency. 
you know, you're not happy, but you think it's okay because it's not that bad. And then when you keep on telling yourself that mantra, that is another indication you are in the karmic relationship. Sorry, I was on the back channel. <laughs> yeah, and um, I want to say too, you know, when it comes to these relationships, and like I said, you want to be at your best self. You want to grow. You want to heal. But with karmic relationships, it takes time. And you need time to be alone and to grow from that experience. And if you rush right back into another relationship when you end that one, you're more than likely to fall into those same patterns. So perfect example of this. When I was young, I, um, and like Erica much said, a lot of the karmic relationships, you end up kind of seeking resolution of the wounds you have from that inner child stuff from your parents. You know, our parents aren't perfect. They do the best they can. But a lot of times we grow up with a sense of, um, whether it's unworthiness, not enoughness, the need to perform, the need to be a people pleaser, all of these things manifest in our relationships later because we're trying to kind of band-aid and heal that wound. And a lot of times we end up picking partners who are very much, even though we don't realize we're doing it, who are very much like whichever parent we kind of are associating with that caused those wounds. So like my experience when I started dating and I had a series of relationships and they were all reasonably long-term. I was never really bounced around from one to another, but I always felt like I had to be with someone because I was always feeling I wasn't good enough. You know, I was unlovable. I never felt like I was worthy unless somebody like I felt somebody loved me. So I was always in a relationship, you know, for a couple of years, um, three, four years at a time. But it was always with people who were never really going to um, fulfill me in the way that I needed to be, you know, where it was a partnership. It was always um, one-sided where I was the one that was always, like, I was super codependent in my relationships. And, um, you know, like, my world revolved around them. I did whatever I could to be with them. I would change myself. I would change my behavior. I would change my clothes. I would change my appearance everything to make them happy, you know, because like my world revolved around them, you know, and that's just not healthy. <laughs> right. So it wasn't until I went through my spiritual awakening and did a lot of healing work and did some inner child work and really healed a lot of that aspect of myself. That was then that I met my soulmate. And that's what I always try to tell people that, um, cause in the work that I do, like Erica is, does massive, amazing work with twin slaves. But what I do is I help people, actually heal that part of their past so that they can attract their soulmate. Because until you come from a space of being at least reasonably healthy in yourself, knowing your value, knowing your worth. And, and these are things like, if you ask anybody, you know, how's your self-esteem, how's your sense of self-worth? They're gonna be like, oh yeah, no, I'm good. I value myself. I know. But I mean, deep down in your subconscious, you know, when you really what do you really feel about yourself? What are your thoughts really saying on a regular basis? How do you talk to yourself? I mean, do you talk to yourself in a loving way or are you always critical? Are you always, you know, and that kind of stuff, if you're constantly having critical thoughts about yourself, there's obviously something there that needs healed. And that's what really will help you attract those soulmate relationships by healing that stuff from your past, whether it's past life, 
whether it's this life, whatever, because we have generational trauma, we have past life trauma, all of these things come into play. So um, when I work with clients to help them heal past life trauma or whatever, whatever their trauma is, it's amazing the difference that happens because then once you come from that space of really having that deep sense of peace about knowing who you are, knowing your value, knowing your worth, at that point, a relationship is just icing on the cake because you are completely whole and satisfied with who you are as a person. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing to have a relationship, but you don't need it. You're not coming from that space of need and want. It's more like I like the whole thing, like that whole Jerry Maguire movie. I don't know if y'all seen that. That is the worst movie ever because it put this whole concept into people's minds of you complete me. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. No one completes you. You are complete and whole in of yourself. We are all unique divine aspects of source in of ourselves. We don't need completing. It's complimentary. You know, it's nice to be able to have that companionship and be able to have that connection with another soul, but it's not needed, you know? And when you come from a place of need is when you attract someone who's going to make you continually feel like you're not enough and you're going to have that constant need. And that's what was happening in my relationships. You know, like I was always having guys who were like, oh, I love you. I love you. But then they were cheating on me all the time. Or I was always getting dumped all the time. Like I was the one that always got broken up with because I was so needy, not even necessarily in the relationship, but I just always felt that deep sense of, I need someone to love me because I didn't love myself. And I couldn't, like it was physically impossible. It was absolutely impossible for me to love myself. And it took a lot of inner work to be able to get to that place. And honestly, it was a very, very short time thereafter when um, I really did a lot of, and I'm not saying you have to be 100% healed. You know, nobody really gets 100% in this lifetime. But, you know, if you can get a good portion of that stuff resolved from your past, past life, parallel lives and have that stuff um, really worked on and have an awareness around it and really start working on that, you'd be surprised that that's when those healthy relationships will start coming in. Because anything other than that, a karmic relationship is really going to be about teaching you what you need to learn, you know, so it's going to bring out your worst, you know what I mean? So um, the good news is if you've already experienced these relationships, you can learn from your mistakes, right? So you cut the cord, learn your lesson, break free from those karmic bonds, and then try not to draw from that any anger or blame, but take really full responsibility for your actions and your role in that relationship in order to restore balance in your life. So that's really, really important. And I just wanted to bring that up to you. Yes. So ending relationship um, shows your character, shows your spiritual maturity. So, you know, when you end a relationship, including the one um, who, who, whom hearted you, right? Um, when you come to the point after you heal yourself and you can be thankful for the relationship because you, you're grown as a person or because of this relationship, you end up doing a lot, tons of inner work and then you, you are ready to be with your soulmate or twin flame or stuff like that. So these are always something you can be thankful for. And because you have this feeling of gratitude and thankfulness within you, that's how you can 
and your karmic tie. And that's very important for all of you guys to know that. And then this is something I want you guys to keep in mind. Because when you finish your relationship with thank you and love, there's nothing keep you, on, keep you two being together. Because a lot of times, karmic relationship, uh, people are holding on to each other because there's an unresolved emotion. Um, in, either in the past life or because of your imprint from your parents or whatever, um, these, these feelings you, you weren't really aware of or you decided to not fully express, right? And because of that, um, not because you expressed you're healed, but what I mean is you're not facing this, this emotion and because you're not facing it, you are not healed. Um, so once you are not healed, um, of course, this is going to keep on repeating with different faces, right? And, but it's the same situation. So karmic relationship is not the necessary relationship for every one of us need to go through. A lot of people who are in the spiritual awakening and then they go through their self-work and they're working on themselves, they don't have to because they kind of worked on enough on themselves so they are usually with their soulmate yeah and that's i mean i i get a lot of questions right and we've talked about this you know karmic relationships versus soulmates versus twin flames um so you know there's something to really pay attention to here and particularly when it comes to a karmic relationship versus a soulmate or twin flame um Karmic relationships are about growth. They're going to point out, you know, your fears, where you need to learn, what you need to evolve in your soul. And um, a lot of times, like I said, those can turn toxic. Sometimes, you know, you're going to feel like you don't trust yourself. And um, it's like when you're in that place where you're not trusting yourself and or maybe you're not learning the lesson, you know, it's going to feel like your soul is kind of suffocating. So you need to give yourself permission to leave. And unless people really know how to learn from unresolved issues in the past, that can create a lot of huge problems. So like particularly if you're in a relationship with a narcissist and you're ignoring those red flags and you're constantly negotiating with your own feelings because, you know, you're trying to appease them. This is a really good opportunity to practice self-love and believe in yourself. Because the best thing you can do if you think you're in a karmic relationship that's turned toxic is to realize that you deserve to be happy and you need to focus on your relationship with yourself. So self-love is really, really super important and you need to find that balance. So when it talk, when it comes to, like I said, the soul flames, uh, soul flames, <laughs> soulmates and twin flames. So like I said, the karmic relationships are about growth. Soulmates and twin flame relationships are about healing. And like a soulmate is somebody that is going to be aligned to your soul who can really change and influence you in really profound ways. And like I said, they can, they don't always have to be romantic partners. They could be friends. They could be family members. And um, they're always that in like twin flames, they're always a divine union and there's a divine purpose behind it. So it really is helpful to understand the patterns in any relationship, you know, but especially those toxic ones. And, Knowing that you're in a karmic relationship is really able, to, I mean, just the whole purpose of identifying it. And as we're talking about this, you know, a lot of the signs, being able to identify that is going to help you move forward and it's going to help you work through whatever lesson is presenting itself through that person. 
so that when you are able to move forward, you'll be ready for that love that's lasting, you know, in that soulmate relationship next that's coming or the twin flame relationship that's next that's coming. So that's just something I wanted to mention as well. Yeah, it is very important, like uh, Tonya said, to heal your traumas. And Tonya is very good at it. Um, you know, people try to level, oh, I'm in the twin frame relationship, I'm in a soulmate relationship. It's a leveling. Human beings try to put on. True love is true love, no matter what it calls, cold. So when you love for each other truly, you know, there's nothing and uh, no difference between twin flame or um, soulmate when, when you we put in the term of love because you do love each other, you do give and receive for each other, and you do care each other um, equal level, and that's what matters. So, yes, it is very important to love yourself because self-love is on the path of true love, and that's how you can really, really um, have that kind of relationship. But in order to have that, it is very important to heal yourself and then face your darkness as well. Yeah, and when it comes to ending these relationships, right? When it comes to karmic relationships, it's not even so much about ending the relationship as it is about ending the karmic ties. So paying back your karmic debt, if you want to look at it that way, to the other person really is around learning whatever lesson you were supposed to learn from that relationship. And once you've learned that lesson, essentially you're free. Because if you don't learn the lesson, you're going to repeat that relationship with somebody else. Okay. It's just going to turn into a cycle. So it's really about looking back at your relationship and seeing what you've learned, you know, having gone through the hard times, having gone through the pain and suffering that relationship, what have you realized? You know, what have you discovered about yourself? You know, um, it's, it's kind of one of those things that, um, once that karma is kind of burned off between the two of you, then you're free right? It is really about that lesson that's being learned. So um, there's a lot of really um, powerful things that happen in these relationships because it shows you um, certain aspects about yourself and about other people. And it's kind of a way for you to um, really get to that place in relationships when somebody's hurting you or um, treating you unfairly. And it's basically an opportunity for you to stand up and say, you know, you're not allowed to treat me that way. And to develop that sense of um, self-respect and self-love, because when you're coming from a place of um, codependency, you're not loving yourself. You're so wrapped up in the other person. You're not even focused on yourself at all. So, um, you know, you may not necessarily understand the reason why your partner may be treating you that way, but you're not responsible to fix it. You're only responsible for taking care of your own reactions and eventually saying, you know what? I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be treated this way. I love you. Yeah, but that doesn't give you the right to treat me this way. So when you're in that place where you're realizing what's going on and maybe you've discovered that, okay, this is a karmic relationship. So how do you end it, right? Um, I would really encourage you to just focus on enjoying your life. Focus on you. Focus on, you know, what do you love to do? Get back into yourself. Um, focus on your own happiness. 
And then don't be afraid of confrontation, right? Um, you can't avoid confrontation because it's going to happen in this type of relationship. But, um, you know, understanding that, yeah, you both may be hurting at some point in time, but it's not going to be a bad thing when this relationship ends, you know, because you're going to be learning and moving on. And that's fine. But so is that person. That other person is as well. And I always encourage somebody to do self-examination, go within, meditate, you know, focus, focus within, focus on your heart, focus on um, listening to your um, inner guidance and your intuition. And, um, you know, your soul will tell you when it's time to move on, especially when you're focusing in on yourself. And, you know, once you've learned those lessons, it's going to be much easier for you to realize where you're at. And it all boils down to self-awareness. You know, you have to have that awareness of what is going on in this relationship. So that's part of the reason why we want to talk about this today. So you can kind of have a list to check off. Okay. These are all signs that we went through that are um, kind of evidence of if this is a karmic relationship or not. So you can kind of have a better sense of knowing what to look for so that if you find yourself in this experience, you kind of know how to handle it, recognize what's going on within yourself and be able to move on from there, if that makes sense. Yes. And then if you are having a financially difficult time to leave your partner because you are, you know, not in a financially good place, it's very important to start taking action to having your own money, um, get a job, you know, and started to create a base for the independence. It may take a few years, but it's okay. So when you love yourself, and you decided to, okay, I'm going to be leaving this relationship. If you can leave now, that's cool. But um, if it takes a few years, that's okay too. The most important thing is you made a decision to leave for you because you're not happy. And a lot of times they say, well, I got to be with this person because of the kids. Um, Kids can tell if you are not really happy with each other. You can pretend to be really happy uh, husband and wife. But especially um, nowadays, a lot of kids are stashed. And 75% um, of the kids, yeah, to tell the truth right now. So they can feel the vibration. They can feel the unspoken emotions, everything. They won't tell you that, but they can feel it. So... As a parent, it's the best way to teach your kid is to be you, to love yourself, to respect um, your boundaries. And then it, to love, loving yourself is not being selfish. You know, a lot of people say, hey, um, I, I'm taking too much care of myself or I'm only thinking about themselves. The truly selfish people don't even think that way. So if you started saying that, most of the time you might be raised by uh, narcissistic parents like myself, and then you're just going to think, oh, I'm just keep on thinking about myself. Oh, yeah, I'm being so selfish. No, you're not. A lot of times it's a very important to take care of yourself and then uh, garner your strength. That could be financial power. That could be going through the healing so you can take a physical actual step to leave the relationship. If, especially when you're in marriage, I do help a lot of clients like that 
but you know it's not usually easy you know when you happen to be in a karmic relationship you know so um it's not like hey one two three i'm leaving you know so um stuff like that happens making the decision is the most important thing and then start taking care of yourself start investing yourself is the important thing you can do today so it's gonna um be eventually um the time you can take a real action yeah a hundred percent and that's the thing even if your karmic relationship isn't abusive you know, it's best to recognize a lesson and move on. So if you're in that situation, it's really depleting you. It's not serving your spirit. Like Erica said, you've got to create an exit plan. You know, have that exit strategy. Start by improving your relationship with you. You know, whether you need to have a friend who's a really powerful ally for you, a coach, a therapist, whatever, start taking care of yourself on a mental, physical, emotional, spiritual level, then you could really take that perspective and say, does this relationship have a place within me as a self-loving, self-respecting person? If the answer is no, then you've got to act on that. So in most cases, that process is going to help you learn whatever you need to learn from this relationship and you could leave. So the other thing is too, because we mentioned karmic relationships help you grow. Do you have to have one in order to grow? Absolutely not. Because what it all boils down to is self-worth. And once your self-worth is like on point, you're going to naturally start attracting partners who can mirror that level of self-love and respect back to you. You're going to have a lot easier time weeding out the ones that aren't. So if you're paying attention, you don't have to stay in a karmic relationship for 10 years. You can get a message in a month or a week and learn that lesson and be out, right? You don't have to stay in it for forever. And, but I mean, every relationship has its ups and downs, so you're going to expand no matter what. But what you're supposed to learn in this lifetime through relationships, you're going to learn one way or another. You know, but personally, I think it's much better to learn it in a healthy dynamic with someone you feel really seen and loved by, right? So um, just keep that in mind. You know, you don't have to have karmic relationships. If you've really cultivated that sense of self-worth and self-love and you've healed those wounds, you're going to be attracting those healthy soulmate relationships and, you know, you're not going to have to deal with this, fortunately. But, you know, it's one of those things. That's why we wanted to bring this up so that you can recognize it for when it starts showing up in your life and you realize that you've got some work to do. Yes. So once you started telling yourself, you know, this is not that bad, stop saying that mantra to yourself and then, um, you know, ask yourself, are you absolutely happy? Because when you are in true love relationship, like uh, me and Tonya, you know, are experiencing, um, you're happy most of the time. Of course, you do fight here and there, but rarely, you know. And that's not a dream relationship. I mean, that is. But the thing is, you can acquire that relationship too. And then a lot of times you may feel like, oh, I can't leave my husband. I can't leave my partner. He's going to get so hurt. A news flash is I did that with my ex and then my ex met his soulmate. Um, he told me, oh, I'm happier uh, to, today more than yesterday. He didn't really love me. But thing is, he, he is happier today more than yesterday. And they are so compatible with each other. So um, I was having you know my guilt for leaving him but after i heard that 
and he 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 got married again. And then I after I heard that, I was like, okay, I heard him, I dumped him, I left him because I wasn't happy. But as a result, he met the person, uh, his soulmate, who is more compatible with him. So he's very happy. And uh, I think he he made a triple amount of his uh, annual income now. Um, I mean, he's really happy and uh, successful in every single manner. So uh, we do talk to each other um, when we meet. Uh, we kind of finished our relationship as a friend term because I didn't want to um, end it, you know, when I started hating him. So I told him, let's uh, stop marrying to each other while we like each other as friends. And that was a great decision. So me and him are good friends, but we can't really be, you know, hang out or anything because his wife doesn't want that. So, you know, we hear from each other's update through our mutual friends and the stuff. So we are kind of a good term, but, you know, I'm really happy for him because he's really happy. And that's what matters. That's how you end a relationship. So when you end a relationship uh, in like full circle, uh, you you meet your person as well. And you can happily end the relationship. Ending is not always an unhappy thing. You end it because you complete that relationship. You complete the soul contract. So, you know, if you're wondering about your soul contract as well, I do have that service on my Etsy store as well. So you can check that out. But, you know, when you look at the soul contract and then these are always, um, it's not a date, but these are always term. After you learn this or after you do this, your soul contract has ended. So your responsibility Hey there, Erica, I think we lost you. Are you because there? of the term of your soul contract, it doesn't have to be you have to be with this person forever. Um, you know, that's why you will end up meeting with soulmate after that. And that's what I might want to add. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's the thing. I mean, these karmic relationships, um, a lot of times they're lovers, but they don't, they don't have to be, you know, they can be the form of an abusive parent. It could just be a friendship, but all in all, as we're wrapping things up, I just want to make a few points. Karmic relationships are generally feel pretty awful. <laughs> you know, they're bound, you're bound together with somebody in some kind of unhealthy dynamic. You know, it could be spousal abuse, alcoholism, that codependent narcissist relationship. One person is usually the abuser who isn't going to change. And the other one is taking place of the person who's being abused or has major self-worth problems. And that person kind of comes to see through the abuse or, you know, whether it's the verbal abuse, the narcissist abuse, that he or she is a much worthier person than the abuser has allowed them to believe. So that's where the lesson lies in growing strong enough to leave. And these relationships are <clears throat> feel karmic because they're said to have leftover learning about self-worth, personal strength that that person didn't achieve maybe in a past life. So they've recruited in the form of a soul contract, they've recruited somebody to come into this life to be that person 
to show them, you know, like I said, whether it's an abuser, an addict, codependency, narcissism, whatever, to treat them badly in this life so that that pain will essentially motivate them to be introspective enough to finally get it, to finally get their worth. So it's kind of like, like I said, you know, it's about growth and learning. And sometimes that learning has a higher purpose. You know, maybe it's not just about you. Maybe it's so that you can turn around and help lift up other people, which I honestly think is a lot of why I went through what I went through. I don't, I don't know. I haven't dug um, deeply into my past lives around this particular topic, but I do know that a lot of the karmic relationships I experienced in this lifetime were so that I can turn around and help other people. And their relationships. So that might be the purpose as well, you know, as far as like your learning and your growth. So um, a lot of times, you know, nobody can do it better than somebody who's been there, done that, right? Who's lived through that same difficult emotions and those situations that feel impossible to some people. So um, keep that in mind as well. So it's all about um, embracing that true sense of self-worth and learning and growing from that. And like Erica said, you know, once you get to that space is when you're going to be able to attract those soulmate relationships that are the really happy, content, easy ones that feel like flow and ease. And, you know, it's like that Disney relationship almost, although I don't want to quote Disney because it like poisons the mind of people, I think, because they get so wrapped up into thinking that, you know, everyone should have the fairy tale. Well, yeah, but they don't talk about having all the, all the inner work you have to do to get there first. So, and it's definitely work, you know, it's soul work. That's what we're here for. We're here for soul work to grow and evolve and, and learn who we are. It's all about understanding who we are as a soul, as an infinite divine being. And, um, yeah, so they're challenging to say the least, but, um, yeah, that about wraps it up. I don't know, Erica, do you want to say anything before we um, start closing things up? Uh, we are going to close the room in about five minutes here. Yeah, the most important thing is to do not be persuaded by your partner when you're in the comic relationship. He or she going to keep on saying, you know, we can fix it. Let's have another try. But if you tried a couple of times and you end up having the same result, usually comic relationship, there's no resolution. Okay, resolution you're going to have is you have resolution within yourself. Means, like Tonya said, um, you learned the lesson and you worked on yourself and then you said, well, this is not the relationship I want. So you don't even have to come to the agreement with your partner. You know, if your partner says, I don't want to break up, I don't want to divorce, make it happen. Okay. So you don't have to agree with each other of your decision. If you are following your heart and then you're valuing yourself, uh, this is not something I deserve. You know, I... I want something better means you really want to have a true love and that's enough reason for you to walk out your relationship. So don't let anybody, anything to stop you to have that. And that's what I want to leave with my ending this topic. Perfect. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah, so that about wraps things up. We usually hold this room till about 1.30 on Tuesdays. We would love for you to come back. Um, Erica and I hold a room every Tuesday. We alternate clubs. Her club is Love and Ascension Club, and my club is the Awakened Soul Journey. So we would love for you to follow the club, join us back. We have a topic on Tuesdays, usually always around relationships. 
um, and spirituality. So there's a variety of different things we talk about. So we would love to have you come back. So thank you, Tiare. And um, is it Aishwarya? Is that how you say your name? Yes, yes. It's lovely. Beautiful. Thank you for being here. And Tina, I saw you pop in. Good to see you, girl. So, um, yeah, if you're interested, if you didn't catch the whole thing, you're more than welcome. It's on the replay. You can catch the beginning. We went through all of the major signs that you can look for in the difference between soulmates and twin flames and karmic relationships. So there's a lot of good info here. Um, we would love for you to um, give it another listen or maybe share it with people. And follow the club and follow us. We'll follow you back. And uh, we will see you again on Tuesday. I hope you all have an amazing day. Thank you so much for being here and for participating. And uh, love you all. Love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Tanya. Have a great You're, day, everybody. Thank you. Bye, everyone. You're Bye. so welcome. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. So if you guys are looking to find out your twin flame status, if he or she is a twin flame, check out my store at Etsy. And uh, if you guys have a serious twin flame problem, let's have a free diagnostic call with me and uh, book that call. Anyhow, I see you guys next week. Bye.